Mark chapter number 4 and verse number 35. The Bible said, In the same day when the evening was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there went also with him other little ships. And there rose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And when he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow, and they awake him, and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace be still. The wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? They feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Father, I pray tonight that you'll bless the reading of thy word. I pray these next few moments you'll touch us tonight. Help us to help your people. May you get glory and honor. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated tonight. We come to Mark chapter number 4, and we're familiar with this story tonight. And we're familiar with the setting of this story. Oftentimes when we come to this chapter and we read this story, we know that this is Jesus, uh, Jesus calming the storm. If you have a Schofield Bible, then in that Schofield Bible, it even uh, the title even reads that Jesus steals the storm. And that's really what we emphasize most of the time when we come uh, to this text. We think about the Savior and we think about uh, the sailors. We think about the storm. But really the storm is what we really focus on the most when we come to this passage of Scripture tonight. But if you realize what got the disciples in trouble in this text was that that's really all they saw was the storm. That's really all that they was focused on was the storm. And you've heard it said many times that you're either going into a storm or going through a storm or coming out of the storm. We've heard that said many, many times. And certainly uh, that is true that we are. This life is full of storms. We are either in that storm or going through that storm or we have just come out of the storm. But what got them in the trouble was is that that's all that they could really see was the storm. And as I mentioned earlier uh, in the service, I'm so glad that God allows us to look back and see the past, but he doesn't let us see into the future. For if we could look into the future and we could see the rest of our life, you know what we would do? We would not We would not thank God for the good times. We would not thank God for all the times of blessings and all the times of benefits and all the things that he does in our life. You know, you know what we would do? We would look beyond all those blessings that comes our way and all that goodness that comes our way and we would see that one storm that's coming down the road. There may be 10 good years in our life, but there's that one storm and we would focus on that storm God, knowing that being so much wiser than we are. He does not allow us to see the future, but he lets us see the past. Amen. And can I tell you this? If I look ahead and see storms, that would bring nothing but fear into my life. If I could look ahead and see all the storms that I was going to face, but I can look back in the past and God lets me see the past and he lets me see past storms and past things that we have been through and that doesn't bring fear because brother Danny it's gone in my life it has already been there I've already been through that and so I can look back at those storms and you know what that does it doesn't bring fear but it brings faith amen isn't God so wonderful to let us see the past but not let us see the future let us see what we have been through and shield us from what we may have to go through knowing that he can see the future but God is not alarmed by our storms 
storms. He is not. He is aware of them, but he is not alarmed by them. I want to say tonight as we come to this text here, I really don't want to focus on the storm, even though that seems to be what, right, what kind of uh, engulfs the text when we read it tonight, but really what got the disciples in trouble is the same thing that get us, gets us in trouble is we just see the storm. But I want to preach a few minutes tonight on this subject on seeing something other than the storm, amen? Seeing something other than the storm. You say, well now preacher, why would you want to read this text and see anything other than the storm? I'm gonna tell you why. Because Jesus puts the disciples in a boat and he takes them across this uh, sea here and he doesn't tell them anything about the storm, amen? Now Jesus could have done several things. He could have spoke to that storm in the beginning and sent it in another direction, couldn't he, amen? He could have kept it from ever coming into their life, but he does not do that. What he could have done was he could have at least told the disciples, now listen, you're gonna go in, go out, we're gonna go through uh, out here on the scene, but I want you to know that as we make this journey, there's gonna be a bad storm come up, but don't fear because when the storm comes up, I'm gonna get you through that storm. But he doesn't even do that. You would think at the very least, if he wasn't gonna remove that storm, that he would at least educate them and tell them that that storm is coming, but no. You know what he does? He puts them in that boat. He gets them in that out there in the middle of the sea, and without warning, he goes down into the hinder parts and goes to sleep, and he sends them headlong into a storm without even telling them about it, without even doing anything about it. You say, Brother Cranley, why would he do that? Because he doesn't want them to focus on the storm. There's some other things that they need to see other than the storm. If you want to know why God doesn't tell us all the troubles and trials and heartaches and burdens that we're going to go through because he doesn't want us to spend our days focusing on all the hardships of life. There's other things in this text uh, as well as in our life that he wants us to see other than the storm. Amen. You say, well, preacher, what would he want us, them to see other than the storm? Look at verse 35. The first thing he wants them to see is the other side. Amen. He says to them the same day when the evening was come, he saith unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. Amen. Now all that mattered to Jesus was not what was gonna happen between here and yonder. The only thing that really mattered to Jesus was them getting to the other side. Amen. And really all the disciples needed to know is not what they were going to encounter. They just needed the promise that they were going to get to the other side. Amen. And Jesus gave them that promise. He gave them his presence. He didn't leave them to go through that by themselves. But he said, let us go over to the other side. Can I be honest with you tonight? He doesn't want us to know about all the storms and trials in life because he doesn't want us to focus on that. He wants us to focus on the other side. Amen. The only thing you and I really need to be thinking about tonight is not what lies between here and yonder, but what's gonna be on the other side, amen? I'm telling you, one of these days, uh, the old ship of Zion is gonna set sail for the last time, uh, and we're gonna drop our anchor on heaven's bright shore, thank God, uh, in that wonderful harbor one of these days, 
uh, the old ship of Zion, my friend, will have weathered its last storm. It will have charted its last course uh, and all of God's children were gonna get home one day. And you know where we're headed to tonight? We're headed to the other side, amen? And just like the disciples, uh, we've got that promise. We're going to the other side. We've got his presence, amen? He didn't save you and leave you here uh, to make it to heaven the best way you could. He didn't save you and leave you here and said, you know what? You go through them storms uh, and I'll catch up with you on the shores of glory, amen? Oh no, but he gave us another comforter, amen? He gave us that paracletus, uh, that one that's called along the side to help us uh, and thank God the day you got saved and the day I got saved, uh, we got somebody that walks with us and talks with us uh, hand in hand, uh, heart in heart uh, and one of these days face to face, uh, but we are headed to the other side, hallelujah. We're going to see Jesus, amen. And can I tell you, in life there is storms and there is troubles and there is trials, but there's the other side. There's not only the other side of heaven, but there's the other side of life, friend. He said, what do you mean? I mean, when I think about my trials and I think about my heartaches, like uh, has already been said tonight, my problems have not near as been as deep and as great as what some people, I think about the sorrows that some have had to go through and only by the grace of God have they made it through the sorrows that they've made it through in life. I cannot fathom in my mind what it would be like to be in some of their shoes tonight and to have had to go through the great trials of affliction and suffering that they have went through. But here's what I do know tonight if you take all the sorrows and if you take all the trials and the troubles that I've ever been through in my life and ever will go through can I tell you tonight the good always outweighs the bad that God always outweighs the devil that heaven always outweighs hell that being a saint always outweighs being a sinner I'd rather be saved tonight as anything I know of I'd rather be born again I'd rather be in the house of God tonight I'm telling you my word First day living for God is a thousand times better than my best day living out in sin and living for the devil, friend. I'm telling you, there is the other side to all the trials and to all the troubles. I could have had to go through them anyway, but thank God I've got somebody that goes with goes with me. I've got somebody that goes before me. I've got somebody that said, when you cannot walk, I'll pick you up. I'll see you through. There is the other side of life. It may rain on the just and the unjust but the just have a shepherd. We have somebody that walks with us and helps us through life's way. Amen. So there's the other side of life, isn't there? I'd rather be a child of God. I'd rather be an old time Christian tonight as anything I know. I'm telling you, I, it doesn't it feel good to be born again on your way to heaven tonight? I know as I said this morning, we're not going to heaven on feelings, uh, but it sure does feel good to be going to heaven tonight. Like old brother Barnes, uh, you say, why has he always got to get up and act like that? Because he's always full, amen? And thank God, that's how I want to live. That's how I want to die. If I live to be 83 years old, I want to have that same joy. I want to have that same victory. I want to have that same smile because God has been good. You think about an old drunk, amen. How in the world would you ever live to be 83 years old? An old God cussing drunk. He should have killed you decades ago. But he's been good to you, amen. He's let you live. Let you be around good people. That's the mercy and the grace of God, amen. 
Think about where God picked you up, amen. Think about where he found you. Think about where he brought you from. Put you in a good church. Let you be here. Be around friends. Let you be in the house of God. That's nothing but his mercy tonight. Let you sit on the front row of a Baptist church in America with a King James Bible in your head and Jesus in your heart if you're saved. I'm telling you, you ought to thank him a thousand times. You could be out there not knowing where your mother, not knowing where your father is tonight, but God has been good to you. I'm talking about we ought to focus on the other side. Amen. Every time I complain, I always think about this. I really don't have anything to complain about. I really don't have anything to murmur about. I mean, when you think about it tonight, what's the worst we've got to complain about? God's been so good to us. I'm telling you, you go to your closet tonight and you open the door. You got one more than one pair of shoes, you're richly blessed. If you got one pair of shoes, you're richly blessed. You pull back that closet door. You look at the clothes hanging in your closet tonight. I don't care where they come from. The fact you got clothes to put on your back, you don't have to worry about running around naked in this world like many places around this world. God's been good to you. Every time you open that cupboard, I don't care what's in there. If you got food in that cupboard, you ought to thank the God of heaven that you're not worried about where your next meal's coming from. When you go home tonight and you lay your head down on a soft pillow and you pull the cover up and you lay in that bed in a climate controlled house you ought to thank God you're not sleeping under a bridge somewhere tonight you ought to thank God that you got a safe place to lay your family down I'm telling you he's been good to us he's blessed us and we're way behind on praising him God don't owe us anything tonight he could pull the plug on every one of us but yet still in spite of us he's blessed us he's been good to us I'm telling you the good outweighs the bad tonight. Hallelujah. He's been good to us. That's why he don't want to mention the storm. He wants you to see the other side. What your life could have been. What your life should have been. I was raised in church, preacher. Yeah, but you could have not been raised in church. I've been in church since the womb. Yeah, but you could have been in a drunkard's home. You could have been raised in a home of fussing and cussing and and all kinds of hell and, and no God and no Bible and you could have grew up an atheist or you could have grew up in some form of false occult and religion never knowing there was a real God there never knowing there was anything any reality to what we have and what we hold you could have never seen a Bible you could have never seen a track you say but I've seen it all my life but you could have not never seen it when two thirds of the world has it when you start thinking like that you look at the other side of things and you have to say boy God has been so good to me. God has blessed me so much. All of this and heaven too. And one of these days, we're gonna get to the shores of home where there is no more sickness. There is no more sorrow. There is no more sadness. There is no more dying. There is no more crying. Praise God. We're gonna get home where the sun never sets in the sky, where a storm cloud never rises, where there is no shadows. There is no dark places. I don't know about you tonight but I've got a longing to go home. I got a longing to see Jesus. I got a longing to get to the other side. I'm talking about Jesus wants them to see the other side. And secondly in this text he didn't mention the storm because not only 
because he wanted them to see the other side, but he wanted them to see the other ships. Notice the Bible said in verse number 36, the latter part of that verse, and there were also with him other little ships. You know what I like about that phrase there? The Bible does not say that there was also with them other little ships. But there was also with him other little ships. You say, what do you mean, preacher? I mean, Jesus was not physically on all them boats. Can I get an amen right there? He was only on that one boat that the disciples were on. But whenever the Bible talks about these ships, it says there was also with him other little ships. In other words, even though Jesus wasn't physically on board, they got the same promises. They got the same presence that, that the disciples had. You say, well, if he wasn't on board, why do they get the same promise? Why do they get the same presence that because they were following him, even though he wasn't physically on board, he knew every boat that was out there. He knew everybody that was on that boat. He knew where they were going. They were following him. So if he was going to the other side, guess what? Even though physically he wasn't on board, he was taking everybody to the other side that was going with him. Amen? Can I tell you something? Physically, Jesus is not here right now. He, I can't reach out and touch him like the disciples could. I'm on one of them other ships. Amen? But I'm glad I got the same promises. I'm glad I got the same precepts. I'm glad I got the same presence. I'm glad I got the same promise. I'm a following him just like they are. I'm not following the disciples. I'm following Jesus. Amen. And just like Christ didn't forget those other ships, he didn't want the disciples to forget them neither. Amen. Hey, can I tell you tonight, we're not in this thing by ourselves. Amen. And when storms come in our life, we got to remember, we got to keep on going. We got to keep on serving God. There's people watching us. There's people looking at us. We're not in this by ourselves ourself. There's other little ships. Amen. Notice they were little ships. They weren't large vessels. They were little ships. You think about it tonight. Think about them young people. Think about your children tonight. You know why? There's a lot of reasons you ought to serve God. But you ought to serve God for you. For number one, because you love him. And there's a lot of reason. But you ought to think about your children and your grandchildren. You get out of the will of God, you'll get them out of the will of God. Amen. You get out of the will of God, get out of church or go to a different church and it's not the church God wants you to be in. And, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I listen, I ain't using fear. To, I want you to know I'm just trying to warn you tonight. As far as I know, nobody's leaving. But I'm telling you, you get out of the will of God tonight. You get your kids out of the will of God. I've seen that in 21 years in this church. I could take you to people's houses tonight who their children have gone astray. They've, they've, they've went off the deep end. No, it wasn't their fault. Their mom and dad went off the deep end and it pulled them in the wrong direction. I'm telling you something that, that the Lord had put over my, myself every day as my children was going up and my wife that, that we have to be careful. We have to stay in the will of God because the will of God is a safe place. It, it's where God moves. It's where he works. It's where he speaks. You say, well, preacher, I know people got out of the will of God and their kids turned out all right and maybe that's the case uh, but I'm not gonna take the rule and 
and gamble with the exception of that and hope that mine turn out right. It's just safer to be where God puts you and to stay where God wants you to be. I'm just simply saying this tonight that Jesus didn't want them looking at that storm because they were not the only ones going through it. There was other people that was going through the storm and sure you and I go through storms in life but remember there's other ships. There's other people going through that same storm. You can't quit because that you're going through a storm. You may not be in this thing by yourself. I've watched people drowned in a storm. And the tragedy is others drown with them. They give up, they quit. You know, a man right now tonight, he quit on God, he'll tell you that. Oh, he got right with God, but his children never did. And he just weeps about it. Barnes, he has so many regrets, and I weep with him. I feel sorry for him. Every time I ever see him, he'll come up to me. He'll say, preacher, pray for me, pray for my kids. I'll say, I'm praying for him. That's all he'd have to tell me. I, I know his story. I know he's told me. But, but you know what? The guilt, the burden of it is so heavy. He'll say, you know, it's all my fault. That's all my fault. I wish he wouldn't tell me that anymore because I know it hurts him. And, and, and I said, brother, you, you're fine. I said, I know. I said, but God is a God of grace and God's a God of mercy and he's a God of second chances. And you know, all that's true tonight, but it don't take away what he feels. And I'll tell him, I said, I'm praying. We're believing God. He said, I know. But he said, oh, if only I'd have stayed where I was supposed to. If only I'd have stayed the way I was supposed to. He said, I could have avoided all of it. What do you say to somebody like that? I don't have no words. All I can do is weep with them, but I don't have anything to say to that because... One, it's heartbreaking. Two, it's the truth. And, and I know it's the truth, but I don't want to tell him it's the truth. He knows it's the truth, but there's no words to say. But what I would say to you tonight is if you can prevent that, you, do, you better do everything you can to prevent it. While you're on this side of things, uh, life isn't about me. Life isn't about you. The things that happen in our life, uh, very seldom are they because of us and about us. Uh, and, but there's always a bigger picture. And can I be honest with you tonight? I can't can't see that big picture. I only know the one who can see it. And so the only thing you can do is just press on and keep on keeping on in the storm. When things don't go your way, you don't quit. You press on. When problems come in your life, you press on. When disappointment comes in your life, you press on. When people walk away from you, and leave you, you press on. When things happen and you get hurt, you don't get bitter, you press on. When people turn against you and hold things against you and you can't fix those problems, you, you hate it, but you just pray for them, but you gotta press on, amen. You say, why? Because there's other people that are looking at your life. There's other people, they're depending on God, but I remind you, they are depending on you as well. I'll confess something tonight only because the Lord would have me to. You know, Jack Kyle said this. He said, you can let people know as a preacher you have feet of clay. You just don't have to take your shoes off. I don't want to tell everything in my life. And I don't think we should. 
I'll be honest with you. And you would be the same way tonight, I'm sure. No sympathy on this statement. We all get tired, don't we? I like what you said tonight about not quitting and not retiring. We all get tired. I'd be lying to tell you. How many of y'all can raise your hand and say you get tired sometimes? I'm not talking about physically, just physically. You get weary. We all get weary in life. And there's times going down the road. I know who it is doing the talking. A thought crossed my mind just like it's probably crossed your mind. Well, I can honestly say tonight, by the grace of God, and I could face something tomorrow that could change that. I've never thought about quitting on God. I never have. Because I don't have anything to go back to. Ain't nothing. You don't got to worry about quitting when there ain't nothing back there to go back to. All my bridges have been burned. There is nothing back there for me, brother lady. So I don't think about quitting on God. That's not to say that I couldn't. But I'll, I'll tell you, there's been times the devil would get in the car. and He'd talk to me just like he would everybody else. Why don't you quit that? Why don't you quit this? Why don't you back up a little bit? Why don't you lay off some things? You ever told you that? Won't you quit being so hard on your children? Won't you give a little bit? I'll tell you, you're, you keep it up, you're going you're gonna to lose them. Oh, no. You stay the course. You stay the course is what you do. You'll lose them if you give up. I promise you that. You back up, you'll lose them. But you stay the course. He'll talk to you. He'll say, well, why don't you... Why don't you just kind of slack up a little bit? It's the worst thing. You know, that's the slacking up's the first step to backsliding, friend. I remind you, David didn't get up one morning and say, Well, I think I'll lie, murder, and commit adultery. Oh, no. He got up one day and said, I don't think I'll go to battle. I think I'll stay home. Staying home's got a lot of people in trouble, hasn't it? Don't see the storm, see the other side, see the other ships. And then let me say this lastly. I'll. He wanted them to see the other spirit. Jesus, they come and they get him, and this is what they say to him in verse 38. Master, carest thou not that we perish? I mean, of all the things to say to Jesus, Lord, do you not care if we die? Here's a man that had took care of him, the God-man. He fed him for three and a half years, clothed him. He gave them everything they ever needed and they come to him because, you know, people, sometimes we say things we don't really mean when we get in a storm. And they come to him and they say, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Notice in verse 39, Jesus don't even answer them. He rebukes the wind and saith, Peace be still. A little three-word sermon. Three little words, Peace be still. And the storm goes away. Isn't it amazing tonight that Jesus could only say only could only had to say three words, and he didn't even have to say three words. But isn't it amazing that all the trial and turmoil and storm they're going in, three words of our Savior, and it was gone. Do you realize tonight everything that you and I face, all he has to do is speak, and the storm will go away. 
Say, preacher, why didn't he tell them about the storm? He didn't want them to see the other side. He didn't want them to see the other ships. And he wanted, or he wanted them to see the other side. He wanted them to see the other ships. And then he wanted them to see an other spirit. He says to them in the next verse, he, after the wind has been calm, he says, why are ye so fearful? And how is it you have no faith? See, there's two kinds of spirits. There's a spirit of fear and there's a spirit of faith. You said that tonight about your son that there was no fear in him going to hell. You know what, you know what that was? That was faith. When it looks like he's not going to get saved. When the devil says he's not going, he's not going to get saved. When the flesh trembles and says, oh, he's not coming, he's not going to get saved. But faith says he gets to go. Faith says he's going to heaven. You see, tonight you and I have a choice. We can either operate in fear or we can operate in faith. You say, preacher, do you ever have fear? Oh, yes, like everybody, I do. But when fear comes, the Bible said, perfect love casteth out fear. The word of God says, what time I am afraid, what do I do when fear comes? What time I'm afraid, I will trust in thee. When fear comes, and it comes to all of us, when it comes, we have a choice. We can yield to that fear and live in our fear and get up every day saying what if and, and what if this happens and what if that happens and I don't know what to do and I can't figure this out and I can't fix this and oh, it's not gonna get any better. It's only gonna get worse and I can't understand, God, why this is happening to me. I don't understand why I'm going through this. Lord, I know I don't deserve anything, but God, do I really deserve this? And God, couldn't you just give me some relief? Why me, Lord of all people? That's all fear tonight. You know what faith does? You can operate like that or you can get a hold of something out of that book. And faith says, oh God, I'm trembling right now. God, I don't know what you're doing and I don't know where you're at and I don't know how you're gonna do what you're gonna do, but oh God, to the very best of my ability, with all that I can and all that I am, God, I wanna just put my trust in you. And God, when fear comes, I just wanna tell you, in spite of how I feel, I just want you to know, Lord, no matter what the outcome is, I'm gonna trust you. Don't you know them boys when they were standing before a fire, a fiery furnace that had been heated seven times hotter. They could feel the heat coming off of that fire and the choice was, was theirs for the making. And they had to decide, would they go with God? Would they take a stand? Or would they yield to the command of the king? And, and would they escape the fire without hesitation? No doubt their flesh said, what if, what if? What if you go in that fire and you burn up? They're, they could feel the heat coming. And what if you don't make it through? They looked at that king and said, king, we're not careful to answer thee. Meaning we didn't have to give it a second thought. There might have been fear on the inside, but they let faith took over. They said, we're gonna operate in faith. So we don't really know if God's gonna deliver us out of that furnace or not. But whether he brings us out or whether he doesn't bring us out. But if not, be it known unto thee. I'm gonna tell you, I don't know what lies between here and yonder. But if he don't let me make it through the storm, if he don't see me through the trial, if he doesn't heal your body, if he doesn't bring that prodigal home, if he doesn't fix all of life's problems, there's one thing I know when we get to the other side, one look at his face, it'll be worth every trial. It'll be worth every heartache. It'll be worth every hilltop. I'm telling you, when we get to the other side, faith is gonna be made whole. It'll be worth it all when I see his face. I'm gonna tell you, he ain't never done me wrong. 
He never disappointed me. He's never let me down. He's never left me to myself. He's never walked out on me. He's never, I've never scratched my head. He's never been unfaithful. I've never scratched my head and said, God, I don't know why you did this to me. I'm gonna have to raise my hand tonight and after 30 years of being saved, I have to say God's always been there in my life. He's always met every need that I ever had. He's took good care of me. He's never left me alone. He's never left me to myself when it should happen. He's always been good to me. He's a good God. He's a faithful God. He's an on time God. He's a present God. He's there to hold my hand. He'll help you. He'll see you through the fire. He'll see you through the flood. He'll see you through the desert. Hallelujah. He said, I am the Lord. I will not fail thee. I'll comfort thee. I'll strengthen thee. I'll uphold thee with my right hand of righteousness. God's never had a casualty. He's never had a victim. God's never lost a battle. He's never left anybody in the dust. He's never been this disappointing. He's never been unfaithful. He's took care of every one of his children. He's fed the ravens today. He's fed me and you. He's visited every sparrow's funeral. He's attended everyone. He knows when they fall. He's clothed the grass of the field. Tomorrow's in the oven. He's a great big God. And he said, don't look of the storm. Have the spirit of faith tonight. Amen. What he did then, he can do again. He can save that sinner. He can build that building. He can send that money in. He can pay that bill. Amen. He can touch your body. He can help you. He can heal you. He can make you whole. Amen when you've lost your job, when you've lost your fight, when you've lost your mind, he'll be there for you. I'm going to tell you, God's faithful tonight, isn't he? God said, you don't look at this, everything down here. He said, you look at me. Put your eyes on me tonight. God said, I'll see you through. I want to tell you tonight, as we stand and get a song ready, I don't know why the Lord would have me preach that sermon and don't have to know tonight. Doesn't matter. He knows. And that's all that matters tonight. And if He speaks to you tonight, if you need to come, let God help you tonight.